has been a tale of two seasons for the Boston Celtics. I probably aged about 10 years just from that series. I'd probably compare myself to like, you know, just a younger, smarter, more handsome, stronger Michael Jordan. Let's go Celtics. Go Patriots. These are these are guys who, when they when you give them a bowl of Cheerios in the morning, they finish every last drop of milk. Absolute uh, clown over here. I'm ready when you are, baby. All right, everybody, uh, welcome back to the Offbeat Sports Podcast. Today, we're continuing our new interview series called Offbeat University, where we interview Division One college athletes, uh, both male and female, from many different sports to get the full perspective into the lives of our student-athletes. Uh, today, we're joined by Peter Oliver, running back for the Holy Cross football team. Uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for coming thanks, on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, so before coming to Holy Cross, you played uh, for St. John's High School in Shrewsbury. Uh, do you have a favorite memory playing for St. John's, and how did playing there help prepare you to play at the D1 level? Yeah, um, I, I'd say I have two memories that were probably my most standout. Uh, the first one was our – I think it was our, our first or second game against Springfield Central, and it was so hot. It was like 90-something degrees. I thought I was going to pass out, but I ran for like – 200 yards and like four touchdowns so that that was one that stands out and then actually like two or th- three games after that I broke my ankle and my team was really good that season so I was pretty upset about it and like I was upset because it ended my season and uh, I was actually able to come back at our state championship at Gillette and they like put me in for a few plays and I, I scored a touchdown then too so that, that might be the number one going out. Of 200 yards, 200 yards, four touchdowns, light work. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't had anything like that. Just another week. <laughs> yeah, but that was crazy. Yeah, just a but, casual uh, 200, four touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Like, and uh, how was the competition at St. John's? Like, did it really help you um, to play the competition of the Patriot League here? Like, did you play against some really good teams? Like, I know Central has won a couple. Uh, State championship. Yeah, we uh we played Springfield Central, Catholic Memorial. I think one time we played BC High when I was a freshman or something like that. But there were like some good public school teams that we played too, like Shrewsbury and Wachusett were pretty good. Lemonster always had some really good players. Um, I think now St. John's is in a different league though. Like they play against other like, I forget what it's called, but like Catholic Memorial, Severian schools like that. That's another one. Severian is another pretty good team that we played against. Um. To be honest, a lot of the stuff at Holy Cross is significantly more complicated than at St. John's. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. just kind of the transition that happens when you go oh, from sure. high school to college. Like in college, like it was a pretty steep learning curve, honestly. Because like in high school, it, there were like three run plays that we three or four run plays, and it was like basically like run right, run left. And like I didn't like understand, you know what I mean? Because I didn't yeah. start playing football until I was in seventh grade. And I didn't really watch football or anything growing up. So it was like a really steep learning curve coming to college. Yeah. All these kids had played their whole life. They knew all the terminology. And I, there's a, bro, this, this is bad. I didn't know the difference between boundary and the field when I came to college. Like, that, like for real, like I had no, like steep learning curve for me, but it worked out. We were good. Yeah. <laughs> So during your recruiting, um, you must have had many choices on where you could bring your talents to being one of the New England's top running backs. Um, so what made you choose a school really cross that's, you know, a smaller FCS school over bigger programs? Yeah, honestly, for me, the biggest reason was the people that are at Holy Cross. Um, I remember coming. So my dad works here. I don't know if you guys knew that, but he's a strength coach here and he's worked here my entire life. He started working here before I was born, actually. And um, 
growing up here, I kind of wanted to go somewhere new. And like Holy Cross was just not even something that I considered. My dad was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Just come go on your official visit, see what you think. And I genuinely like, I loved it. Like the people here are so caring. And I mean, you go to school here, like, you know, like what it's like. Yeah. Like, the, the professors, they care about, like, they'll spend extra time with you outside of classes. The coaches genuinely care about getting you better. Like, some of the coaches that I've had that have been around since my freshman year, like, I have really good relationships with them. The guys on the team, it's like one cohesive unit. You know, it's not as hierarchical. I don't know if that's how you say that. And it's like, where it's like senior, junior, sophomore, freshman, like, it's kind of just one big group, which is something that's kind of uncommon. And I didn't yeah. see at other schools. So I was like, yeah. So that was like one of the biggest reasons for me, I think. So in the past year, um, among the many awards you were nominated for, such as being selected to the first team all Patriot League uh, as the league's best running back and Dr. Edward N. Anderson Award for being the family weekend game MVP and the ones that stick out are finalists and semifinalists for the Doris Robinson Award and the William V. Campbell Trophy, both awarded nationally to players that excel on the field, in the classroom, and in the community. Talk to us about the importance of community service and academics in your life and why you feel they're important to do in addition to being a phenomenal football player. Yeah, um, I think growing up, a big part of my life was academics. Like, my dad was like, jokingly, but I kind of took it to heart when I was a kid because I didn't really know he was joking. But like, he was like, a B plus, like that's fail. Like that's bad. Like aim on it, like that's bad. Like he needs to get A's. You know what I mean? And like half of it was in jest, but I realized, like I didn't really realize that when I was a kid. So like, I was just like constantly grinding and like a perfectionist about it, honestly, in high school. And um, to be honest, in high school, I was taking six, seven courses at a time. And here you take four, four three or yeah. four. And so coming to Holy Cross academics wise, it's honestly been easier than at St. John's. Um, so I think like that kind of pressure a little bit from my parents and then like the academic rigor that was at St. John's uh, played a big part of that. And then in terms of service, um, I, it's, t it's tough to find time to like help other people out just with football and school and everything going on but last semester I uh volunteered in an ESL program so I'm a Spanish major and uh basically it's English as a second language program where you go and you teach English or help to teach English uh to people whose first language is Spanish and I loved it because I love Spanish you know what I mean yeah um yeah I want to go study abroad and, or not study abroad but like live abroad for a year or two after I'm done so yeah good for you man yeah so outside of obviously winning a national championship this year with the team being nine and oh, yeah. Um, what are some personal and team goals that you have for the final couple games of the season? Yeah, I think so. These next two games are really important actually for the playoffs because if we do really well in these two games, we could clinch a bye week, first week of playoffs, and a, and a one or potentially more than one home game in playoffs, which is huge. So that's definitely a big focus for these next two weeks and then also too like next week is our last guaranteed home game you know what I mean yeah. like this 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 is like our senior game this this weekend uh and I've been thinking about this day since I was a freshman like it makes me emotional to think about it like when I was a freshman like seeing those seniors walk down that like line how you like line yeah. up for the seniors and stuff with their families like I was like damn that's gonna be me someday I'm happy that's not soon and it's literally in what four or five days. 
so it's crazy it's crazy how fast the time goes by but yeah i i definitely think that that's kind of kind of that's a motivation for me for this weekend specifically and then obviously looking forward like national championship go as far as we possibly can in the uh in the playoffs and mentally i've been like gearing myself up for that like six more games until the national championship you know what i mean like yeah make because i feel like in years past people have kind of been like oh two weeks left in the regular season we'll see what happens in playoffs where like now it's like no like we want to win a national championship and just kind of what that's going to take physically in terms of keeping your body right and also like mentally you know like things are getting colder finals are going to be happening while we're doing it like a lot of stuff that goes into it but yeah I think it's just kind of staying focused and taking it one day at a time and like making sure that you can uh do your best in those yeah in that moment like always important to have goals to reach for to achieve things like this right one step at a time exactly and like the sports uh psychologist trevor cody talks about that a lot of like yeah it's important to have goals but it's not enough to just say okay i want to do this and then not do anything about it like you got to have a plan you got to have action steps and like things that you want to do in order to get there Yeah, so seeing as this is your fifth year as part of the Holy Cross program, you played in many games for Holy Cross in the last half decade. Do you have a favorite game that you've been a part of that you remember? Yeah, I think it was definitely the uh, the Polar Park game last year, the inaugural Polar Park game. Uh, it was honestly the best game of my career for me. I had like the the first touchdown ever scored at Polar Park, which is pretty cool. I get to like be a part of history and I would, and uh I don't know I had the most rushing yards I'd ever had in that game and like man the O-line went off bro like if you could see the film from the tight view like holes were literally like from hash to the middle of the field just like open on power and I was like like going so um yeah no that, that was definitely one of my favorite games there's just it was just it was perfect you know what I mean like under the lights thousands of people um it was family weekend Holes were opening up. I was just going, man. And it was like, it was really cool. It was a fun night. So um, you've had a career year on the field so far this season. Um, six, over 650 rushing yards and three touchdowns through the first nine games. And your main reason why Holy Cross just clinched the Patriot League title this past weekend, the win over Lehigh. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to us a little bit about how your game has evolved since your freshman, freshman year and how being around an inspirational leader like Coach Chesney has also helped your game. Yeah. Um, so I honestly think the pivotal moment for me in my career in college was when COVID happened. So my freshman and sophomore year, I was very like, I don't know, like anxious and always in my head about things that would happen. And like, if I made a mistake, I would constantly be thinking about it. Even like, I remember my sophomore year, I made a mistake in our first game against Navy. And I was thinking about it until the end of the season, you know, and like, that is not how you have success, by the way. Like, you, you're not going to be good if you do that type of thing. And um, when COVID happened, it kind of gave me some space to, like, take a step back and, like, reprioritize and, like, realize, like, who I am as a person and, like, what's important to me. And during that period, like, I started my own, like, at-home yoga practice. And I started meditating. And I started these kinds of things that kind of, like – really made me feel calm and like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. And when I came back to football spring of 2021, when we first started playing again, that COVID year, 
it had like a tremendous difference. I was so much more present on the field and I was so much more able to like react to what was going on and like focusing on my breathing and making sure to like, yes, you're going to have nerves when you play a game, but like, how do you deal with that? How do you counteract that and turn it around? Yeah. And I think that that was like the biggest thing for me is like learning how to do that, knowing who I am and how I'm going to feel on game day and how I can turn that into a good thing. So ever since then, I've started having some, I've started having success. So. Um, so as, as a very talented running back, would you compare your game or model of play to any NFL running backs at all? Like just your style, at least I know you said you, you didn't watch a ton of NFL growing up, but I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, coach Chesney actually pointed this out once. He said, you should watch Roger Craig. And like, like this was when I was a freshman and sophomore and wasn't performing as well. And he was like, I want you to run like this guy. And I just by chance, I had like, I came across his highlights my junior year when we came back after COVID. And just the way that he runs with like getting his knees up and just like being relentless. And like, that's what I feel like. I, I mean, I'm my own person. Like I'm an individual, like separate from other people, but like, I love the way that he runs Roger Craig. He, it's just like really inspiring. And like, that's who I try to emanate, I guess, in a way. Yeah, I, if I had to pick one person. That's so a different just, answer. Usually we get like the the basic, like the basic, like current ones. That's a good, that's a good answer though. Pull, like pulling, out, pulling out of the NFL history books there. Uh, I know. Man. Yeah, we'll get like an Alvin Kamara, a Christian McCaffrey. Like mm-hmm. those are the ones we expect. Or like, yeah. right, that hasn't come up at all, has it, Cross? I, I, I have no, I didn't, I haven't heard it. I, I know that. Yeah. I love it. He was the first um, back to run for a thousand yards and pass for a thousand yards in this single season in NFL history. That's crazy. Not that I get catch the ball a lot, but yeah, you know, he was really good. He's he's cool. You should watch his highlights if you haven't. So um as you previously stated, your father Jeff is the current uh, strength and conditioning coach here at yeah. Cross and he also played college ball at BC and for the New York Jets and then mm-hmm. in the NFL. So talk to us about what it's like to play for your dad, have him as a coach and as like a leader to look to look at to look at as a player and how much of an impact he's had on your life um, on and off the field. Yeah, he yeah, so much there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've been training with him since I was like 12 years old, you know, and uh, he's taught me so much about keeping your body healthy and like moving it properly and working out and things like that. But it's so much more than that too. Like just kind of being there for me, if I'm like going through a tough time, like somebody to talk to, to give you advice, talk about girls sometimes, like different things like that. And like, it's so much more than just like a coaching um, player relationship, you know, like it's a lot more than that. And I know that it's not just me, like being his son that he's like that too. Like he also, um, there's so many alumni who have come up to me from like the 2000s or like late 90s when he first started working here. They've been like, your dad means so much to me. Like he's the type of person that if you're struggling with something and you come up to him and like want to talk to him about it, he'll do it. And he's so humble about it too. Like I didn't even know that about him until these people like come up to me and tell me that, you know? And just having him on the sideline during the games is so great. Cause like if I do bad, he's like there, you can be like, you're good. You know what I mean? Or like if I do well, like, it means a lot, like having him there and like him like slapping me on the back and being like, good job. Like, it's just 
it's nice to have a good play, but it's just like an added benefit to like have this person that like means so much to me being there and like when when I'm having that kind of success. So he's always there for you. Yeah. Thick and thin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's all it is. So we got a few uh quick like just fun questions for you, just some general right. stuff. Uh number one, who is your NFL GOAT? GOAT. Uh I guess I'm not watching that much NFL, so I don't know. I guess I'd have to say Tom Brady. It's a good he's answer. A, he's <laughs> yeah, he seems like he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah, he's solid at football. Yeah, yeah he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when it's uh when it's a big game like the Fordham game a couple weeks ago, Sacred yeah. Heart last year, what is your go-to hype song you listen to to get you ready for a big game? Oh, interesting. Um. To be honest, this year specifically, I've been trying not to keep my routine too stagnant and the same. Because when I get superstitious, I don't do as well. Where if I'm just like, whatever happens in the moment, that's what that's what I do. So sometimes I won't listen to any music. I'll just listen to what's on in the locker room. Sometimes I'll just like put on a random playlist. So like, I don't have a good answer to your question, to be honest. I remember in high school, I had a song. Um, it's, it's by Eminem. I can't think of the name. It's like, it starts off, it's like... Totally collapse. Oh, yeah. I collapse. Yeah. Yeah, that one. That one give me... Dude, I'd like... I'd like... I'd go to the bathroom, uh, like, before the game, like, put it on my eye black like this, and I'm like... Until I <laughs> yeah, dude, that was, that was a good one. Back in the day, man. That's crazy. Uh, if you could have one celebrity watch you play, who would it be? Any celebrity. Oh... Uh... I don't even know how to approach that question. Like a like a NFL player or like no, give me any kind of celebrity. These are the hard hitting questions you got. You got to be ready for. Um, These are the hard hitting ones. Yeah. (laughs) You you know who's hopping and bumping into my head right now? Zendaya. Hey, all right. She's she's uh my celeb crush, I guess. So maybe she's done. How I play football, maybe she's not, <laughs> not bad. I know we, we've gotten uh Margot Robbie, we've gotten um Antonio Brown, Antonio <laughs> Brown, we got Livy Dunn, um, we got a bunch of them. There's some pretty funny uh, ones. That's a good one. <laughs> we get um, oh, what did what was that? Um Somebody say Spike Lee. I think somebody might have said Spike, Spike Lee. Lee. Yeah, something like that. Right, finally, do you have a, a favorite non-football athlete that you kind of look up to or admire? Hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> Not really. Um, so like huh. golfer, basketball player. No, man. To be honest with you, I didn't really grow up watching sports. We didn't even have cable. I dude, I wrote. I grew up reading books, like for real. Like our punishment when I was a kid was getting reading taken away. Like for real. Like we didn't even have cable until I was like ten years old. Like, yeah. No, I yeah. I I barely watch football, and I just don't watch other sports. So <laughs> might not be might not be the best candidate for a sports podcast in that respect. All right, but, favorite uh, favorite author. Then we'll go to favorite author. Favorite here. author. Oh, okay. Gotta have an uh, answer for this one. Rick Riordan. I read a lot of Rick. Riordan. That's a, the, all right. Yeah, oh, you read those yeah. books. Oh yeah, that's a valid answer. Yeah, yeah, dude. So many books that I read by him. Those and Percy then, Jackson books are fire. 
Dude, this they're is coming out, They're coming out with a TV all, series. All, what's up? They're coming out with a TV series for it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. Coming out soon. This, this will bring it full circle. I so my dad obviously grew up. I grew up like with my dad going to football games and like coaching the football team. And um he would go to every game. And one Saturday I had to go to the game with him. And he bought me a book and I just read it in the car during the game. And it was Rick Reardon's uh Percy Jackson and the Lightning Dude. How's that for a coincidence? Oh right. man. That's amazing. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. But, all right. Well, that's all we got for you. We appreciate you coming on. This is a great interview. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, thanks best of, best of yeah. luck on the rest of your season. Thank you. Thank you. Um, nice and thanks, everyone, for listening and uh, watching. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, at offbeat underscore sports, and on TikTok, at offbeat sports. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you're on the lookout for the next installation of the Offbeat University series. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Call them all, text them.